Welcome to Postwave. You're here with Eric and Trevor. Today we're talking about NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Non non what? Means you can't fuck them. <laughs> Just a quick disclaimer that we're two musicians and composers who like to talk about a bunch of topics that are sometimes slightly beyond our wheelhouse. If we say anything that's factually incorrect, or even if you just disagree with us, we really love if you send us an email at postwavepodcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know. So fungible basically means that something, uh, a certain you know unit of value or currency can be replaced with something else. So like a $20 bill is fungible because you can just get you know any any other old you know legit twenty dollar bill can take its place, but if something is not fungible, that means you can't replace it. It's it's one of a kind, or at least there are, you know there are a very limited number of it. Cool. I was gonna go like when when you said one of a kind, I was gonna go like just like you, Trevor. But then you went on and said, uh, or there's not very many like it, mm-hmm. and then it just didn't just didn't sound the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should be <laughs> so it's kind of hard to know what people are hearing about nfts outside of the art and music world because obviously that's that's where so much of of what i've heard about nfts and, and know about MF, nfts comes from so what's the point of them what, what, what why why do they exist well basically it's it's a way to make digital art that is just as highly valued as real physical art. So, I mean, you know, people, most people probably know that fine art, you know, like Rothko or, you know, Picasso, any, any, any really famous art is, you know, insanely expensive usually, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the tens of millions of dollars, if not more. And so now all these people are making this really amazing digital art, which is, you know, can be 3D involve animations and music. And, you know, it's like a whole whole immersive experience and yet that art is not nearly as highly valued as traditional physical art and so this whole technology of of blockchain and nfts has enabled that kind of digital art to potentially have just as much value as Mm. as traditional physical art so the idea is that because it's so widely available and uh duplicable that that decreases the value yeah, I mean, it's the whole idea that, you know, if people can get something for free, they're not going to pay for it, right? Even if there's totally. even if there's some some depreciation in, in quality, like if, you know, if you just ripped a, a really crappy MP3, like low, low sampling rate version of a song from a CD, like that. A lot of people would do that rather than pay for the, the CD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can kind of think of NFTs like, trading cards when, when you know when you look at the actual thing it's it's like this is just a piece of cardboard with some you know ink on it but for people who who care about those things and and value them you know they can they can be really 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 valuable right um and it's it's kind of about the exclusive exclusivity of it it's like you know owning like a signed copy of something kind of right or like there's really rare and uh like like bobbleheads that like are not open from their packaging or like old like eight track recordings of obscure punk bands yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
So I think you had said, as with a lot of things that we talk about, you had never heard of this before I sent it to you. Gee, right? gee way, to, way to stick that jabber in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I had never heard of an NFT before you sent this to me. Yeah, so what's, what's, your, what's your opinion on them now after having kind of uh, read up on them? Hmm. I mean, they seem like a really cool idea. I I really like the idea of finding a way to value artists and support them and and also I like how it can serve to redistribute wealth from wealthy people who appreciate art to artists who are traditionally not wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, cuz obviously there yeah, there's such a big imbalance between art, you know, art the art for the artists who make it, you know, they they can make so much money from it from really rich people but then there of course mm. there's just a countless number of people who can't make any money or, or very little money and mm-hmm. i think yeah with, with from what i understand with with cryptocurrency in general it's gonna it's gonna really shift power relationships because it's kind of it's it's not really beholden to any particular government necessarily mm. right so it's it's right. yeah shifting the the power balance in in art in the same way it's shifting the power balance in in kind of the world in general. Hmm. That being taking away agency from uh, central central banking. Yeah, agencies. yeah, that's, yeah, that's the other thing. You don't you know you don't have to rely on, uh, on these huge corporation banks that are you know. Um, these massive entities that might not be doing, you know, like the most ethical things or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Like uh, lending more money by far than there actually is. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a little bit nervous because it seems to me like these entities are extremely powerful, right? Which, which entities? The the banks. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's this technology that threatens their agency how how are they going to fight back i mean like you you know they're going to to fight back i'm just wondering like how yeah that's a good that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> i mean they might so i mean like facebook is developing a cryptocurrency apparently mm. and or i think it's I, and along with maybe its own version of of nfts but i think i mean i think eventually a lot of the big banks will probably just try to to go along with the craze i don't know mm. how long that, that it'll take for that to happen or if they'll resist at all right maybe just they'll try to be the the first adapters so that they they still are getting all the benefits from it yeah that makes sense yeah so nfts are going to be the main thing we're going to talk about but i think before we talk about that really much more in depth we should talk about what blockchain actually is and then what cryptocurrency actually is yeah so trevor can you explain this to me and actually make some sense (laughs) i i will i will try (laughs) and i don't mean that as a jab against you i mean that as in uh no one apparently can describe uh, blockchain actually yeah this is actually this is actually like a point i really wanted to make which this whole which is that this whole thing really illustrates how in 2021 so many of the things that affect us directly are like stupidly complicated and hard to understand <laughs> <laughs> and, totally you know it, unless you're an expert 
and mm. and this is just such a, a good example of that because it's based on all those complicated mathematics and cryptography that is is very dense and and you know not, definitely not accessible to to most people so mm. yeah so bitcoin and blockchain were actually invented at the same time by this anonymous person or group of people named satoshi nakamoto and basically what a blockchain is is a decentralized ledger that keeps track of everyone's transactions and so it, it has a list of you know who paid who you know when and how much and it's designed so that it's very difficult for anyone to forge anything because everyone else has a copy of the same ledger mm. and so that ensures that it's, it's really really hard for for anyone to just you know create a bunch of Bitcoin or a bunch of Ethereum, which is another cryptocurrency that uh, maybe not as many people have heard of. And basically, yeah, the only way you can create Bitcoin or, or Ethereum, which is called like mining, mining, right, is solve a bunch of really complex kind of uh, crypto cryptological puzzles, determining that numbers are prime, that kind of thing. Mm. And these equations that are being solved uh, are, are a way to verify the transactions made by others in Bitcoin. Yeah, basically to prove that it's it's valid, you have to put in a certain amount of of computer work, computer mm. work time, and and so that um, it would basically be really really expensive and not worth it for anyone to try to try to fake it. Right. And this all works through, I mean, this, is, this is where it gets a little bit technical. We probably don't need to go into it too much, but uh, it uses something called a hash tree. I think it's, ha ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but a hash is basically just like a condensed piece of information that encodes something else. It's so like a, a string of, of digits, something like that, that, en that encodes some other information in like a, in a complex way and so each of the blocks in blockchain are connected e to each other by these uh hash codes basically and so like one block will have something that points to a hash hash code in another and another block and that's kind of how they're how they're connected hmm. so is, is that kind of like a, a linked list in programming it's a it's a tree so it's um yeah, it's 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 a similar concept to a linked list. Although I think it's I think it's a I think it's kind of a distinct data type because you can have you can have forks, right? So you can have mm. you can have places where the 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 chain kind of diverts and splits that kind of thing. So like maybe the way it works is that every time a transaction is made, it adds a branch to the tree. Yeah, although it depends what you mean by add a branch because it could just be extending a branch, right? Like, I, I think when you say adding a branch, that implies creating a fork, right? It could, right. it could just be added on to the, to the existing, to like an existing branch. So what would a fork represent then? I believe it would represent things that are in competing, that things that are in, in competition for, for being valid. So like you'll, you'll get into disputes sometimes about that. And hmm. that's where this concept of proof of work comes in which is basically whichever whichever fork whichever version has the 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 most proof of work which is which again translates to kind of processing time that the or you know amount amount that the 
the computer has has chugged through these these various puzzles that the the branch with the most proof of work will will be considered the valid one okay oh so 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 then each node wouldn't represent a transaction but it would represent a a bitcoin no it's it's still a transaction but you know it would it would oh. be a record of who has how much i, I believe hmm. it's not like yeah it's not like a single bitcoin or a single okay and and if it's like a oh okay yeah you're right because the the value of bitcoin varies depending on very varies in relation to everything yeah so i mean that's that's it's been in the news a lot recently because i mean bitcoin has gone way up ethereum's gone way up and now there's this dogecoin thing that's like a new (laughs) (laughs) is is that been i remember that from from a while ago has that been doing well it just blew up again people have become like millionaires and stuff (laughs) i mean like doge quote-unquote dogecoin millionaires so you know it's 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 very volatile obviously you mean uh slum doge millionaires (laughs) wow i'm surprised i hadn't heard heard that before (laughs) starting to trend slum doge millionaires yeah and and dogecoin going up is doing do in large part to Elon Musk, like <laughs> tweeting about it at least a couple of times at this point. So, oh sure. Yeah. As a side note, Austin is going to get so crazy, like even crazier and and busier than it's been because because Elon Musk moved here. It's it's going to be. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk is here. Joe Rogan is here. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of people moving from California. Interesting. Like me. <laughs> yeah. Except for, <laughs> except for we did it when it started to be cool elon musk is following your trends right uh we were talking about the the tree right and how each branch represents uh like someone verifying transactions so like when there's a split there's like two people verifying the same transaction and whoever did the most work to verify that gets the credit this is uh, this is kind of reaching the limits of my understanding of <laughs> how this works, but um, it's cool though. It's right. a lot deeper of an understanding than I've ever had from anyone describing uh, blockchain to me before. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, I hope I, everything I said was right. Yeah, we'll definitely put the disclaimer at the beginning of this one, and uh, if anyone mm. if if anyone <laughs> can point out something wrong that we've said please please email us at postwavepodcast at, at gmail.com <laughs> oh no trevor you don't say that <laughs> then we're gonna have uh people saying well actually trevor let me explain to you this is how blockchain works um <clears throat> um actually <laughs> actually guys <laughs> Oh, guys, if you listen to me, guys, I just explained to you how blockchain works. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's how those emails will sound. <laughs> if you were thinking about writing us an email, I apologize. Please still write the email. We'd be super interested to hear. Unless you're a nerd, and then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There can only only there's only enough room for two of us here. That's right. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're listening to so far and you want to support us somehow, there's lots of ways you can do that. You can go follow us on Facebook or Instagram. 
or visit us online at postwavepodcast.com or send us a nice email at postwavepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on pretty much everyone out there. Give us a nice review if you're on a platform that supports that or a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. Okay, so so that's hopefully a pretty good summary of 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 cryptocurrency and and blockchain and like like we just mentioned that the cryptocurrency most people probably heard of is Bitcoin, but there's this I think just a little bit newer one called Ethereum that is what N- most NFTs are are based on. Uh, most most NFTs are not based on Bitcoin. It's either Ethereum mm. or or something else and. They've been in the news a lot recently because NFTs have because they're you know they're fetching like exorbitant prices for for you know things that are might seem kind of trivial like like uh, speaking of Elon Musk he made a, he produced a song that, uh, and released it as an uh, NFT on uh, I, I have to look up the name uh, <laughs> oh well actually maybe he I'm on his Twitter now he might have recanted <laughs> um anyway it was a, I, I can't find the title but it was a, a song about nfts released as an nft edgy yeah very uh so so how does this work like does the person who owns the nft have the only access to the media or it feels like you, you could do duplicate the media and it's going to get out eventually yeah that's the thing i mean I, you know it's kind of like exclusive content on patreon the people who pay for mm-hmm. it aren't going to want to show it to other people or like spread it because they they believe in the artist and want to support them or you know whoever it is on Patreon they they believe right. in them and want to support them and and by sharing any of the exclusive content they'll be undermining the person they're trying to support interesting yeah wow and and there's also got to be the prestige of it right like i'm i'm the one who has this you know yeah, yeah. I mean, same as owning like a you know an original Monet or something that you just have in your house. It's like, yep, that's original. It's it's real, real Monet, <laughs> and and yeah, it's similar similar kind of appeal. Mm. But the the reason these have been so controversial is that like like cryptocurrency in general, at least definitely at the beginning it has a gigantic environmental impact because it requires so much number crunching. Hmm. And so the creation of one of these NFTs uses just an insane amount of energy. So be, I mean, there's, there's lots gotcha. of, there's lots of crazy comparisons. Uh, Guys protect the environment. Don't crunch numbers. They're in an endangered species. Okay. So here's, here's the amount of computations that, that are happening. So, this is, this is from a New York Times article. In mid-April, miners were making more than 170 quintillion attempts a second to produce new blocks. 
Okay, that sounds like a lot, but what what, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so so basically, you know, to solve these cryptographic puzzles, it's it's a lot of trial and error, as we've kind of discussed. As is a lot of machine learning stuff. I mean, it's you know, there's lots of fancy stuff going on, but it's it's essentially relying on on the the speed of the computation to to perform very computationally intense things in a short amount of time essentially by by trying a bunch of things and then kind of correcting so yeah i, I don't know if this is talking about i assume when they say attempt it means attempting to solve some particular cryptographic puzzle it comes down to that these these computations are so difficult and there's no way around them besides just number crunching that it's almost impo- it's almost impossible for someone to cheat the system because they just have to expend so much energy and at that point you know they, the energy is not free right so they have to pay for that too mm. and it just wouldn't be worth it right so yeah i mean if, if you just look up like big bitcoin mining operation or cryptocurrency mining operation i mean it's it's you know it's rooms of like huge warehouse sized rooms of computers running like you know rows and rows of computers it's not yeah this isn't Mm -hmm. like individual people running running on their computers most of the time Um, you kind of have to do it at at scale to to be really efficient about it Mm. so of course as we've mentioned the problem with that is that it it uses a bunch of electricity and and creates a lot more carbon in, in the atmosphere assuming that you're not using renewable energy which most of these operations probably aren't at this point right because they're plugged into the power grid and the power grid is mostly fossil fuels at this point Mm -hmm. yeah so how much energy are they using okay yeah so let let me okay so this is for nfts specifically and this is from that same uh new york times article so according to an estimate backed up by independent researchers, the creation of an average NFT has a stunning environmental footprint of over 200 kilograms of planet warming carbon, equivalent to driving 500 miles in a typical American gasoline powered car. So that's not, that's not crazy, but if you're making, you know, a hundred NFTs, then that's, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of driving. Right. And if everyone's making them, then that starts to add up. Yeah. Yeah. And cause there, there are a lot of comparisons to like the carbon output of, of certain countries. Mm. Yeah. So, and there are lots of other, other comparisons to, to the carbon output of entire countries. So for, for mm. blockchain as, as it relates to, to Bitcoin that uses more electricity than Argentina or Sweden or, or Pakistan country countries of, of that size. Wow. Yeah. I mean, which, which kind mm. of, you know, you know, it kind of isn't too surprising because basically these cryptocurrency systems are functioning somewhat like governments. I mean, you know, a country is is, is different. It's more than just its government, but it is kind of interesting that it, it has this almost government-like quality and it also emits as much carbon as a country, basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Especially because it's like diffuse and abstracted, and yet it still has that same environmental impact. Yeah, and and founded by some completely anonymous person or, or group of people, which is just <laughs> kind of kind of amazing. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
if I if I had to bet on it, I would say it's probably a group of people, just because to imagine one person pulling all that off on their own is is really difficult and mm-hmm. and I feel like the perfect way to throw people off the scent is to give like a group of people one name and then mm. just, you know. you're onto them. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's why so many people in the art world are are divided on on NFTs and and blockchain because because they use that much energy and and create that much carbon output and and a lot of people have said you know oh just buy carbon offsets or something like that but the, buying carbon offsets is not the thing not the same thing as not polluting in the first place right especially mm-hmm. if it's if it's on this this huge of a scale so yeah right at a certain point you're just adding more carbon and there's nothing you can do just to, to mitigate that yeah i mean you know you're yeah you can only take so much carbon back um at you know right. only only such a rate so i'm curious about this because it seems really kind of stunning that this abstracted thing of of uh of verifying transactions is resulting in like actual carbon being emitted in such quantities so so i'm curious where's this expenditure coming from so are you, are you asking who's who's performing all these expensive computations uh, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is, are these costs just because people have these server rooms and these server rooms are just happen to be used for these transactions? Like, is that the, is this just like a base expenditure for having the server rooms or does each transaction actually, or, or d- <clears throat> Or does each equation solved actually actively contribute to the carbon emissions? I mean, I guess it kind of comes down to whether you think those server rooms would be there doing things, even if even if uh, blockchain or NFTs didn't exist. Yeah. Right. Which I don't know if we can we can say. I mean, these these like I said, these particular cryptographic puzzles are designed such that you you can only make a little bit by doing them and it's it's almost a waste of energy right Mm. and so yeah they're the the, these specific computations have (laughs) yeah they're designed to be energy intensive so so that that does contribute to the to the to the power requirements Um, i do i do think it's it, it seems something about it seems just really absurd to me at like a fundamental level like this is how we're gonna increase the value of art by solving all these puzzles and like emitting all this carbon like that's that's the only way <laughs> you know <laughs> it, yeah. just, it just seems really really backwards <laughs> and only and and also that rich people can hoard art yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> I mean, and it also seems, you know, it does seem kind of too good to be true. I remember when I when I first mm-hmm. heard about it, I mean, you know, I saw that basically the only person I've seen who I follow that's that's kind of gotten into it has been Alex and Allison Gray, who uh, Alex Gray did uh, did most of the, a lot of the art for like the Tool albums, like the cover to Lateralis is, is Alex Gray um, and the cover to mm-hmm. 10,000 Days is as well, I believe. But they're they're using nfts to fund their their kind of psychedelic church chapel of sacred mirrors 
forget where it is. Huh. But <laughs> yeah, Boy. so I I don't know if they've they've backed out of that or not at this point, but um mm. it's yeah, it's kind of kind of troubling or, or, or <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad because it's like these people, you know, you, you want to support the artists and you want to have uh you want to see them succeed and it's a shame to see people backing out based on like just like politics but on the other hand it's like yeah our, we, we really do need to be extremely conscientious about our use of fossil fuels at this point in human development yeah yeah and so and so yeah within the the nft and, and cryptocurrency communities there's there's of course a lot of pushback to to these ideas that that these these technologies are, are environmentally harmful so i mean the main one people will give specifically for ethereum i believe is that it's kind of analogous to a train that's always running and by doing these transactions people are kind of just buying a seat on the train but the train would right. still be running even if no one bought yeah. seats right yeah that, that's really elegant that's that's kind of what i was getting at we're trying to get at earlier mm -hmm. But then the question is, like, if you have enough people buying seats, at what point do they make another train? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. I mean, I take back what I just said because I, I think if no one was buying, like, literally no one was buying seats, then they probably wouldn't. You know, what would be the point? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, exactly, exactly like you said. You know, there's there's a train because there's a demand for trains, right? And so, so it, it it makes me wonder, like, what percentage of blockchain usage is nfts you know like is it enough to to set another train in motion or is it just filling up the empty seats on the train yeah that's a good question yeah it seems like carbon offsets is maybe a good idea at this point actually because sure we do need to stop using carbon and and reduce our footprint I'm going to say that, but not stupid. Because uh, sure, we do need to reduce our carbon footprint. But at the current point in in our development, it seems like we're using fossil fuels so ubiquitously that there's so many ways we could reduce fossil fuel usage besides this that would probably be much more efficient. And so to by the carbon offset footprints so long as that is more efficient and I would, so long as that is more efficient then that is still probably you know worth it of course that's a limited resource because that if we somehow manage to reduce our carbon footprint to the point where the everything is being offset then yeah at that point we need to start reducing even the things that we're not offsetting yeah yeah I, th I think carbon offsets definitely have their place i'm not trying to trying to diss them completely but it is yeah you have to recognize that it is different than just not polluting at all mm -hmm. but i think i think on a moral level and on a, a functional level it's not different up until the point where that resource becomes uh bottomed out Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. 
And it seems to me that if an artist wants to create an NFT and, I don't know, get $250,000 for a piece of art that they've poured their sweat and blood and tears into for a long time, and then they want to spend, I don't know, however, whatever portion of that money to mitigate the carbon footprint with a with an offset and and still make a profit in doing so i think that's that's a better world than if they didn't yeah yeah you're right i I don't i don't it's an interesting question what percentage of of the sale they would or just what yeah what 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 the cost would be for to to offset that much yeah maybe that would be an interesting thing to figure out for the show notes because i think you could calculate that figure out what's the average uh carbon cost for uh creating an nft and then see how much it would cost to offset that Mm -hmm. oh it looks like there are actually organizations that are set up to to make your nfts carbon neutral (laughs) that's cool yeah there's this one called immutable x um yeah and and also i mean yeah the people who are working on ethereum are you know are well aware of the the environmental costs and they're they're trying to shift to this other protocol called proof of stake so proof of work is the one that's that's most commonly commonly used now and as as we mentioned it relies on solving these these puzzles but proof of stake is is more just based on how much of the cryptocurrency they already have huh yeah, I don't know anything about that, but something about that seems troubling to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it has its own problems. <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly how that's how that's implemented. Yeah, and, and proof of stake is definitely less secure. Yeah, it seems to me that kind of inherent to the idea of blockchain is this need to verify those transactions and so it, it it's like inherent to blockchain that that energy use is going to correspond to however many people are using it yeah yeah of course because yeah the more people that are using it the more energy it'll take up so yeah to kind of zoom out to the big picture again before we we finish up i I do think this is a really fascinating example of of how technology technology is shaping society and life in in the 21st century and Mm -hmm. that this is just a technology that probably no one could have predicted you know 10 years before it was invented or or or, or anything like that, you know, let alone 20, 20 yeah. or 30. And I, I do wonder how it's going to change our relationship with art in the, in the 21st century. Cause I do feel like it's, you know, no matter how many people criticize it, I feel like it is kind of here to stay. And I, I kind of doubt that it's a fad in this, in the way people are, some people are saying it is. Uh, I mean, of course people said the same thing about the internet itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it, it does seem, it does seem a little bit ridiculous to me that, that this is how we we create value for art. Yeah, something about it seems like it's I don't know bankrupt, but I I think that maybe where that bankruptcy comes from is more it's that it, it's a product of our socioeconomic environment and the imbalances inherent within that, and that maybe this is just a way to get by in such an environment yeah i mean it is it is kind of pure capitalism you know individuals for themselves and and you know kind of maximizing their their income as much as possible Mm -hmm. and but but then again it's 
kind of as well all about redistributing that wealth. And I think on, on that hand, it is serving a necessary purpose in uh, an environment that is very, very imbalanced. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I really don't know. I would like to see what the average price of these NFTs are. Because, you know, I mean, of course, these big these big name people can sell them for millions of dollars. But I wonder I wonder how easy it actually is for, you know, someone with with less kind of less of a network and less less fame to get into it. Cause I, you know, you go on some of these sites and it's, and people are selling these things as NFTs that are like, you know, pixel art, like not, not especially remarkable. And mm. I, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what the, the curve looks like of, you know, how established the artist is versus how much they can, how much income they can actually make from NFTs. I, I don't, I don't know if it's guaranteed that it, it'll kind of even out the hmm. distribution of income among artists yeah i mean yeah it's, it's hard hard to say <laughs> I, I mean i i guess there has to be some redistribution though because aside from like elon musk making a song you know it's going to be extremely rich people buying money from people who might be well off you know if they're an artist who has some renown but you know, may very well be not that well off. And I think there's a very big difference from being, you know, well-to-do-ish and being extremely wealthy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think in in general, the, the artists are probably not as not as wealthy as the people who are paying for the, for the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in that regard, I think it could be a really beneficial thing despite being extremely prob- problematic but 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 that is kind of curious to me because it seems like there is a cutoff at a certain point where uh, maybe being rich enough or <clears throat> no that's not right maybe being a successful enough artist that you can make above a certain threshold of money on an F- NFT such that you can afford to spend some portion of that towards uh, creating a carbon offset uh, is ethical, but being a poor artist who does not make that money and still creates the NFT is creating a carbon footprint that you can't offset. Why couldn't you offset it? Um, because I feel like it's, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like it's not a linear relationship between the amount of carbon used and the, uh, amount of money you make. You mean in, in NFTs slash cryptocurrency or outside of, outside of that? Yeah. specifically in NFTs. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, the, the, I think the price is, is more just, you know, how, how much are people willing to pay for it depending on how good the, they think the art is and how, how famous the, the artist is. Yeah. And it's closer to a, just a flat rate of how much carbon is used in the creation of the NFT. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't, I'm sure I'm sure it varies a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, it probably, it probably yeah. is. Yeah. That, I mean, it seems to me like it would, it would definitely correspond to the popularity of the artists. Like, you know, it's going to use more energy if it's a more popular 
requires because more people are going to be verifying those transactions but it uh is still probably the 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 rate at which the carbon off uh the rate at which the energy usage increases is probably a lot less than the rate at which the monetary value increases yeah yeah it's interesting the the incentives that that lines up because it kind of motivates the artists to create of course less and less copies of their works which is kind of kind of the idea but if if from the artist's perspective if you can spend less processing time that's going to cost you money and and carbon output if you can spend less of that time only you know only making one one nf one version of the nft and sell it for more money than you would get from you know selling five of them at a lower price mm, then you're going to do that because right. the the yeah the, the business just makes more sense totally yeah it seems like there's a lot of intricate situations to navigate in this in this field and it's very murky i think it's not mm. cut and dry whether it's ethical one way or the the other yeah yeah because it's totally totally new and no one really knows what's going on or how this is going to impact things in the long run Hmm. well it'll be fascinating to find out yeah yeah we can come back and do another episode on this somewhere down the road yeah once we know what the fuck we're talking about (laughs) yeah (laughs) 